Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nitty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It's Friday morning. It's our first episode back for everyone mm. of the new year because we've done some IFS episodes this week, which seem to go quite well. But it's the mm. first time we've been back for all of the listeners, even the ones who don't like contribute oh. to the IFS. <laughs> <laughs> the ones who just take, take, take. Give nothing in we probably have got some listeners who really hate us and our content, but such is the nature of the world we live in. They listen anyway in order to hate, hate us. listeners. Yeah, hate listeners. Well, like my mate, I've been trying to like get him off of this for ages because I I genuinely consider it as dangerous as an addi- as a as a drug or drink addiction. Is that he's like addicted to like um, going on like the Daily Mail website and reading the comments, right? Ugh. And I go, why'd you do that? And he goes, well, I, you know, I just needed to get inside the mind of of people, but basically people he doesn't agree with. I said, that's all it is. It's only people who don't have the same point of view as you. Yeah. Why do you need to know what their thinking is? Oh, I just need to, and then it gets addictive. And he's on there every day, so does a story will as well? anger him. Does, does he does he join in? No, no, he doesn't join no, in. He, he reads just goes them passively. Reads them. And that's, he gets himself like, really wound up and angry that, and fuming. That, that's like that's the same as like walking around the streets and when you see some dog shit you just get on your knees and sniff it. It's the same yeah. as that, surely. Uh, yes, well oh. exactly that, exactly that. And I said to him, "Listen, I'm I'm worried." And you 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 know, I said this is a form of masochism. And he has like a perverse fascination with it, I suppose. I think it started, and he actually thought that it was a, in some ways, an intellectual pursuit. Do you know what I mean? Because he thought it's important yeah. to understand the other point of view. To which I'd say straight away, it's like, well, if you want to understand, I think a lot of it was spurned by, he, he was very passionate about Brexit, right? Mm. And he, he was a passionate Remainer. And I was, and it was almost like he, he needed to understand that he couldn't get his head around for a moment why anyone would be pro-Brexit, right? But I think, well, I mean, you know, I voted Remain myself, but I think it does a bit of a disservice to some people on the Brexit side to only take their opinion as the fucking comment section of the Daily Mail, <laughs> which is sort of a self-filtering fucking madhouse, you it's, know? Yeah. They yeah. Might, I, I think there might be some slightly slightly more credible arguments being expressed more eloquently elsewhere by the other side. But then he just got hooked on it and he kept going back. And I've been trying to help him, as we both do. We could make help each other at times through mental health issues that we mm. might have. And I go, mate, you, 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 you know, you, you've done really well, but you, I've got a strong feeling that you're still going on the Daily Mail comment section to wind yourself up every morning. 
Is that right? Like this morning, that he'll doing? wake up and he'll read something in the paper. Like this morning, there's probably something like um, Boris Johnson was taking iffy backhanders to get his flat done up nice, right? Mm. That's in the papers this morning. And he'll be reading that and probably thinking, that's outrageous, that's disgusting, that's corrupt. And then he'll think, I'm going to see what they're saying on the Daily Mail comment section about it. And he won't stop until he's found people who are saying, I think it's fine. Why shouldn't he have nice wallpaper? Fucking hell. This is the thing. The, the thing, one, one-sided one comments are one of the worst things about the internet. You get them in comment sections under newspaper stories. You get them under YouTube videos. And you get them on Twitter where people are replying to things or people that will never respond to them. Mm. If you're in a conversation, then that's kind of fine, I think. But when, when you're just reacting to something, that's just not rational, doing that. Why are you doing it? Why are mm. you leaving comments under stories in the in the newspaper website, the Daily Mail website? Th- those things shouldn't even exist. You shouldn't be allowed to comment under things. That's, I don't know. Th- this is this is what the internet is. We just people just set up the internet and thought, oh, we can now all have a voice. Some people don't deserve a voice, Sam. Too many fucking voices. I just read a thing yesterday. A survey put out by our very good friends at Acast, who we mm. do this podcast in association with. And they've put a survey they've done which says that one in 10 UK people plan to start their own podcast in 2022. Oh, my God. You know, just because the facilities and the technology is there doesn't mean you have to do it. Please, if you're one well, of those people... Well, that's the same in life generally, isn't it? Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Exactly. Exactly. That's something I've had to work hard on. You know me, I'm always having fucking daft ideas, aren't I? And you've done quite a good job of managing those ideas and saying to me, Sam, we could do that, but at the end of the day, why? <laughs> and yeah. and that's been very good for me because in my life I've I've often exhausted myself and caused myself so much fucking aggro and mm. stress, right? By thinking up something almost involuntarily, because I'll be sat with nothing to do, and suddenly something will pop into my head. Oh, I think I start a new business, or I think I'll create a new thing, and then you just you find a way of doing it, and then you do it. But then you've got to do it, and it's really exhausting. It's and and what, like what a, does it lead to? Yeah, you're just like a dog chasing its own tail all the time. That's right, ideas, and, and, and that's why ju- the just rest philosophy is so important. Yeah, completely. So my, my, I, I don't really do resolutions, but I I would say that I've got um the the only resolutions I've got for this year is to do less things. <laughs> do you know what so I mean? So I missed that. To do less what? You broke up briefly. Less things. Just do, do less just things. Do less things. Yeah. Just do less. Always. Most people will have resolutions that are do more. Right? Oh. They'll go. I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn Japanese, and I'm going to learn the viola. Right or whatever it is, I'm going mm. to I'm going to a, a run a, a marathon a week or some some shit like that. Mm. That's what most of the resolutions you hear people going on about are. This is the, the this is the year of achievement. This is the year in which I'm going to stop sitting around. I'm going to up my productivity. That's a buzzword, isn't it? Yeah. Right. But in fact, it sh- should be the other way round. You think, fuck that, I'm going to do less. My ambition for the year is to sit on my arse more. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to cut three things out of my life that I do that are stupid. I want to have less ideas. And here's another thing. 
that you will, sc- you and the listening public will scoff at. You'll roll your eyes. Mm. Talk less. Talk less. Fucking hell. Well, on this we'll podcast, I've got a great outlet to talk every yeah. day mm. and say any old shit. But in a way, I can just that's that's what's good about having a podcast of this nature. Mm. I can just leave that shit, say it, leave it, yeah. forget about it. Right? Yeah. Well, we do. Then, we never then go what we said, do we? Then go back into normal life and think yeah. you've done your talking for the day. I've got a niece, right? My my sister over in New York had a, 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 a my niece Shirley she was one year one year old on, on New Year's Eve and uh, she's at that age where she can't yet talk as such but she thinks she can it's very yeah. cute you know and they just <laughs> yeah. start going around and they know the mannerisms and they know the sort of cadence and all the rest of it of, yeah. of human speech but they haven't learnt the fucking words yet. So they yeah. go, do you remember that? Like that fucking penguin off the telly. Can't remember his name. You Pingu. know the cunt. Pingu. Pingu, yeah. Bit like that, yeah? So she's at that age. And my sister sent this adorable video clip to the family of her sort of in the bath, shouting the odds, but in that nonsensical way. And she yeah. was walking around the bathroom going, dab that pointing at things as if she knew exactly what she was on about and had complete confidence none of it made any sense and it was relentless and it went on for about three minutes right right and i saw it and i said to my wife look at this look at shirley isn't that sweet and my wife giggled and revealed to me that my sister had sent this video separately on a separate thread just individually to my wife with the caption i imagine this is what living with sam is like (laughs) Oh, oh that's man. right both yeah. of you my fucking little sister and my missus having a right good fucking laugh behind my back what poop, you got a little thread have you on whatsapp called sam's a cunt and every day you check in with each other to slag me off bastards but- uh, can i just can i just add something can mm. i just add something at this point I- i'm in that whatsapp group as well sam I imagine what I imagine this is what working with Sam is like. <laughs> Bastards. So, yeah, so all have saying, a right are, good laugh. Are you saying then that as well as the talking that you do on this podcast, you do a similar level of intense talking? At within times the I do. do and you? over Christmas, uh, my wife did say at one point, I'm thinking of contacting Andy and saying, <laughs> can you just do a podcast with Sam today? <laughs> You don't even have to record it. Just make him think you're recording it. He just needs to get some out. Yeah, she felt that I kind of... I I was well-rested, which is always dangerous. Um, And, Mm. yeah, she was having to cope with a lot more of my chitter-chatter than usual because I hadn't been able to get it off my chest on the pod with you. Yeah, well, I would have done that. Of course I would. Um, But I do think it's good good for your mental health and good for your worldview and good for everything if you can... Keep your trap shut a bit more, and I, I mm. as I said, I, I told, I'm, I'm just about self-aware enough to know that everyone will find this fucking hilarious. But you know, it's good, isn't it? It's progress. If I can talk a little less, it might mean that I listen a bit more, contemplate mm. a bit more, and also it's exhausting. Mm. You know, it's exhausting to wake up mm. every morning and fucking talk so much. I don't, you know, I it's a curse. If anything, like shyness, Andy. Yes, yeah, shyness is a curse. 
Nervous lovemaking is a curse. That's also a yeah. curse. It's all tied and, in the curse, isn't it? And fucking being a gobshite, that's also a curse. I didn't choose <laughs> this path. God handed it to me. For 2022, be a bolder lover and be less mm. of a talker. There you go. Talk less, love more boldly, <laughs> conquer my shyness. Those are the three... <laughs> Those are the three pillars that my life will be built around in 2022. <laughs> I don't know how talking less conquers your shyness. Sure, you're retreating into yourself a bit, aren't you? There. No, it's no, about what you say. It's about quality of speech. You isn't know it? what? It, no, no lie. Not to get too deep. I do think that actually being a chatterbox sometimes is um, is a a mask. A, a mask. Yeah, it is mm. because. At primary school, if you'd seen me at primary school, uh, I was very shy. I was one of the quiet kids, right? Really? Yeah. And then when I got a bit older, it was like the way I coped with the anxiety of feeling uncomfortable amongst people was to go on the front foot. It's basically that that system that we always talk about on your first day in Nick. Go and punch out the hardest cunt. Yeah. That's, That's what happened. I think that I started thinking, well, if I feel uncomfortable or out of place or judged or anything like that, Maybe the best way is to just fucking go bang straight in before anyone's got a chance to say anything. Mm. So basically know. what I'm saying is, Andy, I am actually very shy and you should pity me. Right. Um, I'll think about that. Can I get back to you on that? <laughs> <laughs> Will you reveal on a future podcast whether or not you've decided to pity me or not? Oh, do yeah. I'll, I'll set a... Um... I'll set a thing in my calendar on my phone, maybe for uh, six months from dec- now. And I'll decision say, day. Do, it'll say, do I pity Sam? <laughs> and I'll, and I'll, it'll come up on the day and I'll be like, what the fuck's this about? I've got no idea. I'm going to say no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and also don't start a podcast up this year. No, no, no. you don't need to. We've got that covered. Um, yeah. Come one, come all. That's our slogan for this podcast. All of you, whether you love us or hate us, just listen to us and we'll cover all your podcast needs. So, um, yeah, and Happy New Year. Happy so New this Year. This is the first one that we've done for everyone in the new year. Um, was it a good Christmas Christmas break? It was wonderful. It yeah. was. Do you know what? I'll go as far as to say it's probably the best of my adult life. Really? Wow. Do you know why? Was that because I rested, you didn't have to go anywhere because of the fear didn't of the do virus? Anything. But usually, I really, I really uh, struggle with that not doing anything, and it leads my mind to wander into anxious places. And mm. it's a real time for me coming up with stupid ideas as well, because I think, right, the years ahead, what am I going to do to occupy myself? I come up with all sorts of fucking stupid things, right? But I don't know what it was. I think it's partly my further, you know, embracing of the just rest lifestyle, partly because. I mean, you know, we do this podcast every day, so it's like I kind of know what I'm doing in the year ahead, you know. And yeah. I, um, and and partly, like you say, because we didn't have anywhere to, we couldn't really go anywhere or do anything anyway. So I just sort of lent into it more than usual. Usually, I'm fighting against the sort of Christmas period and the inactivity. This year, I just fucking loved it, mate. I got yeah. two two pairs of slipper socks uh, designed oh, in a nice. Nordic style. Um, and I already owned one pair, so I, I managed to sort of set it up that I yeah. could sort of just uh, have a, you know, different pair on every day. And by the time I got to the end of a set, the, the first ones would, were out of the laundry and dry. So I nice. had a different pair of slipper socks on every day. And um, 
Yeah, it's just lovely. Really nice. I mean, did I you manage to risk? Because I, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is for public discussion, but you did recently move house. Oh, I did. I did it on the twenty first um, of December, which is not mm. the best time to move house, really. But mm. it needed to be done. So yeah, that 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 took up most of my Christmas, and it still is unboxing all of me shite that I've got uh, records. DVDs, books, I've just got so many. Have you got um, enough shelf and storage space? The thing about this house is this, it, it's got like um, it's got like a really big roof area, so there's loads of storage in the eaves and things. Oh yeah. So there's loads of like, little nooks and crannies where you can just store stuff away that you'll forget you've got about no it intention well. of ever looking at or using it's ever a, it's again. It's an Andy Dawson time capsule situation. It, it, pretty much is and it just it's ideal if the house if the house ever catches fire it'll just accelerate it all the books <laughs> and everything they'll just all burn it'll burn much faster so that's that's good i think um are you discovering a lot of things from your past and then as you're trying to unpack do you sort do they cause you to pause so you're in you're thinking right i'm going to do all these boxes today and then on the first box you pull something out and you think fucking hell i've forgotten about oh, this and the next thing you know that. you sat there for fucking two hours examining it Remember that match I went to that I bought a programme for back in 1984? Kind of, not really, because what I did was before I moved, I made sure I had a big clear out and got rid of everything. That's another good thing to do in 2022. Free yourself of of shite that you don't need. Mm. I'm joking when I say I've got loads and loads of books that I'll never read. I intend to read every single one of them when Mm. I'm retired. Um, That's my intention. Obviously, it won't happen. But if you've got stuff in in your house and in your life that you've you've got no intention of ever using again or even if you've got things you've never used what, in the like last six spouse? months like a spouse no 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 lots of people enjoy marriage um, yeah no but I'm just saying for example you might have a spouse that you no longer have any use that you for. want to get rid of yeah is I mean, this not the best many. time of the year to do it do you think uh, yeah fresh start you could frame it like that couldn't you see that's a hard thing to do as well because that, that I don't know whether people find it easy to break up with someone who they're living with or married to, no. because you've got to then find somewhere else to live. That's why loads and of the, people stay in marriages, surely, exactly. because and the of the cost of living is so high. The cost of living is getting higher. Energy bills are going to go up and up. They keep saying mm. the, the inflation's rising, so it's like so many people are going to be trapped in marriages and relationships that they just want out of. It's sad, isn't it? It is sad, yeah. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Jalapeño. I wonder if we could learn to live energy free because <laughs> of this en- i mean the energy bills are going right up my mum's been yeah. telling me about her energy bill woes and everyone's mm-hmm. got them and i'm thinking well maybe we just have to learn to live without any energy an energyless society yeah well, i mean w- yeah i don't think we can we need energy i mean they could remake the good life for the for the current era and it's about a yeah. couple who just decide fuck it we're gonna live without any energy completely because that i mean they did have energy didn't they they had energy. They, 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 they fucking sold, cheated, didn't they? Sold Tom their vegetables and, and stuffed in order. Yeah. And sold eggs in order to pay for their energy bills. Yeah, but they didn't. Did they have a generator or something like that that was powered by They're cow bound shit? They have had a generator. I can't that remember. That feels the ins like and outs a, of it. at least a whole episode plotline is their generator being up the creek or buying yeah. a new generator or something. And they had one of them Arga cookers as well that broke. I don't know what that was yeah. powered by. Again, probably powered by cow shit. But um, I don't know. Maybe we should do a deep dive into the good life. Uh, I wouldn't mind, actually, yeah. Um, I've often contemplated, you know, that kind of a lifestyle, but I'm not practical enough. I'd be useless at it. I'd probably die within a week. There's more and more people doing it now because people are going, as they say, off-grid because they don't want to live under the oppressive regime of um, the, the, the new COVID world that we're living in. Mm. and they don't want to get the vaccine and they don't want to be told what to do and where to go and when so I think more people are becoming like preppers yeah. and trying to remove themselves from society and I'm Worrying fine with that it. if they want to fuck off they can I'm all in favour of it well they'll still be amongst pigs. us mate they'll still be amongst us well they'll be on their on their land won't they if they're going off grid they're turning their back on all of it on society oh fucking land they haven't got any land they're still no, they're probably be using public fucking land I don't know I think land that we're some. supposed to be like at playing with our kids on or something I don't know it just sounds like a, just a, a slightly more enhanced version of homelessness I don't know talking of being out of your kids there's an observation I made about dad skills over Christmas I yeah. was out walk. I made the kids come out on quite a few walks because if not they just fucking sit on their ass for mm. two solid weeks throughout the Christmas holidays it's even worse than the summer holidays at least then there's an incentive to be out a little bit yeah right so I made them come out for walks a few times and obviously you know how you see less dog shit nowadays than we used to when we were kids talked about that a lot because people you say that I've noticed a recurrence of it lately I've noticed more dog shit than really has been yeah well yeah funny you say that because this is it we're out and my kids pointed out that when we did see dog shit when we were walking along say you're walking along and I'm taking the lead as the father if Mm. I'm at the front of our group of four people and I see dog shit, I'll be rabbiting on about something or other, and then all of a sudden I'll break off whatever I'm talking about and go, mm. watch for the dog shit! Mm-hmm. And then what I will do is, and I, I'm pretty sure all dads do this, right? I then stand 
and make a kind of a human shield against the dog <laughs> yeah. shit to make sure that yeah. none of my kids or yeah. even my good wife tread in it as they walk past. Yeah. So I sort of go out. It's like it's like when you see Vietnam films and someone's going ahead to look for the landmines, right? Exactly. Exactly. I see it, and I sort of stand, and the kids are taking the piss out of me because they say each time over the course of the two weeks on our walks, my body language and the way in which I sort of protected them from the shit became more and more over the top and elaborate. So I'd sort yeah. of like <laughs> curve my arms and legs around <laughs> yeah. in a sort of a circle right around the shit scene <laughs> and sort of shout as if I was like guarding a live bomb that was about to go off. Yeah. Okay, okay, it's safe now. Go past very slowly. Sing, slowly, sing, single you don't file. want to trip. You don't want single file. You're a, you don't want to slip and fall face face first in it. All right, you're uh, safe now. Let's go. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's an important part of fatherhood is shielding your children from dog shit. Because if you tread in dog shit, which I did recently, I think we did a whole episode on that. Um, it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> and you, you d- yeah, we did a three-parter on the time I trod in dog shit in my running shoes. <laughs> so, did you see the yeah. recent episode of Kirby Your Enthusiasm where Larry stood in some dog shit on his way to I think he was gone his way to some kind of talk right. at a Jewish centre and right. he, he trod in some dog shit and he just picked his shoe took his shoe off and just picked it up and looked at it and just put the shoes in the bin <laughs> just, it was just like there is not, there's nothing to be salvaged here yeah. you know even if I clean them they're, they're tainted forever so he put them in the bin and he just went into this talk he was going to in his in his socks and obviously offended some people while he was in there for not wearing shoes but um, yeah that's what, it's weird you should mention that because I did notice over the last few weeks I'm seeing the, there's more dog shit out there now than there used to be mm. um, rules society seem to be breaking down mm. um, but I'd noticed as well when I was seeing this dog shit that my avoidance I've got an inbuilt avoidance technique mm. or detection system, which I think harks back to when I was a kid when dog shit was everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. And you would kind of look for it all the time on the pavement because yes. you knew there was some... Inevitably, there was some going to be there. You'd see it... Yeah, because in those it. days, we didn't have smartphones, so now people walk along looking at their phones, but they wouldn't be able to do that back then. No. Because that back then our eyes were only fixed on the pavement for dog shit, and it was there was always more. So I, there's this dog shit. I've not stepped in any of it because I always see it coming and I avoid it. And I think that's training. It's muscle memory in my brain from when I was a kid. Yeah, that I've not used because there hasn't been a lot of dog shit over the last couple you never of decades. Forget People it, have though. bagged it and binned it. And it's not just muscle memory from when you were a kid. It's evolutionary. So your ancestors probably all grew up having to look out for dog shit. Well, this is the thing. This is what I was wondering. Do, do our kids, the younger generation, do they have that same detection system? Or now that dog shit's back, are they just going to be treading in it because they're not, they haven't got that yeah, heightened yeah, awareness not, they, for it? They don't pay enough attention generally. They mm. do not pay enough attention, kids. And you'd hope that evolutionary, you know, from an evolutionary point of view, they'd... Uh, you know absorb that from us the, you know the ability to look out for dog shit but I think mm. technology smartphones and all the rest of it has fucking hacked the evolutionary uh, yeah. elements of their brain um, and yeah. has totally fucking just wiped wiped all of that shit out and I started think, anew we could be on the brink of a shit shoe epidemic I think we because could do, yeah. That, 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 and that, where's that going to leave us? Everyone throwing their shoes in the bin, like Larry David, because we also know kids are really lazy nowadays and they think yeah, everything's disposable. disposable. Isn't it? Yeah. And so, like, as if I'm going to clean those, I'll just throw them off. 
I'll I'll get some out and then I'll, I'll go on ASOS and mm-hmm. fucking buy a new pair instead, right? Mm-hmm. Where do the shit shoes go? I tell you where, into a fucking, into a shit pit owned by Jeff Bezos. Which then, yeah. Or they, they, they sail it out to China or something and they burn it. Mm. Talking of Bezos, did you enjoy, did you see and did you enjoy <laughs> yeah. the pictures of Jeff Bezos um, having a midlife crisis yeah. over over New Year? Fuck me. Do you know who oh it reminded me of a great deal? <laughs> Taffy Morgan in... Um, <laughs> yes. In Roy the Rovers, when he started wearing ju- tight, jaunty shirts. <laughs> it was just like Taffy Morgan's midlife yeah. crisis. Gone fucking bananas. Uh, oh, it was a sad sight, wasn't it? Mm. I mean, you've got all the money in the world. Why the fuck do you need to put a photograph of yourself like that on the internet? Is I, I don't know. <clears throat> I, I, I thought it was like, he knows that people are hating on him more and more and it could send you mad being the richest person in the world I know it sounds nice but it's probably really stressful as well and he's and he has to cope with the fact that people are talking about him non-stop at all times Mm -hmm. and most of what's being said is negative and he can either sort of cave to that and just Mm -hmm. end up hating himself or becoming an addict or who knows what just becoming severely depressed or he can go the other way and sort of think, fuck all the haters, right? Yeah. And yeah. I found those pictures to be, uh, he's come out swinging. He's I come out right. with a sort of, fuck all the haters, look at my shirt, yeah. I'm in the fucking bollocks, I'm going to space, and look at all this yeah. fucking fanny that I'm beating off with a shitty stick. I think you're absolutely right. It's like that thing where we, we often say about the Beatles, which is the only people who know what it was like to be in the Beatles were the Beatles. Yeah. Because nobody else can even begin to imagine what it was like apart from the four of them. But mm. they had each other. Bezos hasn't got anybody else to empathise mm. with. It's probably some other billionaires who he hangs around with at the Billionaires Club. But the other comparison to that, I was watching the Madonna film Truth or Dare. It was on BBC Two over mm. Christmas, which is the one, the black and white, mostly black and white one. Yeah, um, around about the time I think when she brought the sex book out and she was it was two she'd of them. She'd gone so sexy at that point. It, yeah, it was out of control. Yeah, but she wasn't in a good place. I watched it back. I've not watched it for fucking years, and yeah. she really wasn't in a good place. She had loads of doubts and insecurities and things yeah. going on, and she was trying to create this big family on the road with all these other the, the dancers and. Uh, her uh, team and everything that were around. Is this her. the one but, where she mugs off Kevin Costner at one yes. point? Yeah, oh, that's, I, I, that's one of the most uncomfortable things I've seen. It's awful, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But the thing about it was, if you look back, this was like nineteen ninety, ninety one or something, and Madonna broke so much new ground as a female singer, yeah. pop star. Nobody else knew what it was like to be Madonna, whereas the Beatles no. had each other. Madonna, like Bezos. Tim Wilde had a taste of it, but it was yeah, nowhere no, near no, the no, same. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kim <laughs> Wilde. Bless her. was just I'm not joking. in the same stratosphere. But, you know, um, yeah, Madonna at that stage was the most famous person in the world, I would say. Mm. She was certainly... It was always her and Michael Jackson yeah. were kind of neck and neck, weren't they? The two most famous people yeah. in the world. But Madonna was the first woman who lived yeah. like that and been to that level of success. And Jackson had all his, um, his brothers and his sisters and his and Quincy <clears throat> Jones and his other mates and Bubbles yeah. to talk to. Yeah, Madonna, but more, mainly Bubbles. Mainly Bubbles. Madonna had fucking 
Yeah, she was going out of Warren Beatty. Oh, she's got up with Sean Penn at this point. I think, oh, they maybe he's just split up. No, I think Warren Beatty's in this film because it's oh, around right. the time she was going out of him off the back of Dick Tracy. Right, yeah. And he's hanging about. And I remember seeing it and thinking, even then, he looks like a creepy old uncle. Yeah. I think there's a bit where she she describes Sean Penn as the love of her life or something like that. She's been oh. intimate with someone and, and trying to share her feelings and stuff. So I think it might have just been poor Sean Penn. But yeah, mm. Warren Beatty, yeah. They, the John Collins documentary is really good that was on BBC Two the oh, other night. I must watch that. Oh, it's on an iPlayer. Because <clears throat> she went out with Warren Beatty. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> when she was really young. And he was really young as well before they both got famous. Right. And briefly together. But it's great. I mean, John Collins is fucking brilliant. John Collins is really funny, which I don't think many people realise. She's I really got a picture funny. of me and Joan Collins because I interviewed her on the radio, and this Wee. was a few year, quite a few years ago. And she, uh, elbow, back then, I thought about her the other day because I thought she was ahead of the game. Do you know why? She came into the studio, and radio studios are pretty grubby places that are covered in germs. I always get ill mm. when I, you know, and reckon in radio studios. Ugh. And uh, she came in, and I did feel bad for her because I sort of thought. It was at Radio London. It well, it's not the worst studio I've been in. It's like not as grubby as those old ones at Talksport. But still, <laughs> I sort of thought, well, I feel a bit bad for Joan Collins having to come in here and speak to a cunt like me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Fucking hell. She's like, Poor right, old mate. Joan. You think that you think of the things she's said and done and you know, achieved, and now she's reduced to being in this shithole talking to me. Um, an anonymous fucking cunt covered in yeah. germs, right? Yeah. Ah, Joan, sorry about the germs. What's your new book about? <laughs> Come on, love. Give us ten minutes. She came in and I went to shake her hand and she offered me her elbow and I'd never seen that oh, done wow. before. And I yeah. said, oh, what's this? Oh, hang about, what's all this? And she was like, I don't shake hands, sorry, I just bump elbows. So I was like, oh, fair good. enough. Who am I to question old Joan? But we're going back to about 2013 here, or 2000, yeah, about 2013, I think it was. Well, pioneering stuff from Joan. Yeah. But yeah, give it give it a watch. There's the Jackie Collins one as well, which is on iPlayer. I, I saw some of that, yeah. I still watching that yet. Lady Boss. Double bill. Lady Boss. Yeah. So that's my TV recommendation for you this weekend, and the snooker, which is beginning, the Master Snooker, which is starting on Sunday, and is on the BBC, so everyone can watch it. And it's at the Ali Pali where they have the darts, so there's bigger crowds. It's a bit mm. of a livelier atmosphere. If you've never done the snooker before, have a look at it. Cause yeah, it's, uh, find it's, it's, it's a Barry Hearn, a Barry Hearn joint, isn't it? Yeah. He thought we'll yeah. stick it in the fucking yeah. in Ali Pali like it the darts. For the darts. Get it works for the snooker. Exactly. Everyone gets pissed up and has a sing song. Love it. Yeah, problem is you can't do that in the snooker. Everyone's got to be dead quiet. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, some predictions, do you reckon, for the weekend's yep. FA Cup football? If it actually goes ahead, I don't know what the state of players with postponements and things, but uh, I've got some matches picked out and we'll have a go. Uh, the gap is just three points at the top between us, so all to play for. Um, Port Vale versus Brentford. Oh, uh, I think Brentford will win this 2-0. 2-0 to Brentford. I will go for... Um, I'll go for 1-0 to Brentford. Hartlepool versus Blackpool. It's the Battle of the Pools, as I mm. think they might call it. Or, I'll go first of course, on this. Blackpool, Hartlepool used to be Hartlepools, didn't they? They did, yeah. 
I don't why even was know that, why that was. and why did it change? I don't know. It was around the time when Brian Clough managed them. I think they were still Hartley yeah. Pools then. Maybe he did it. Maybe he just stuck an S on just Just the sort of thing that he or Marky Smith would do. Just shits and giggles. Like yeah. a weird power play, just adding yeah. in letters. Um, ah, oh, fuck, fuck knows. But I've I got mean, a soft spot It's me to go first, if you, if you, uh, you oh, yeah, go, go first if you want to. No, don't want to. Hartley Pool, Blackpool. I think this will be... Uh, Two want Hartlepool. I'm going for an upset in that one. I'll say. All right, I'll say one all. Okay. Uh, West Ham at home to Leeds. Mm. Are you going to this one? Well, I've got tickets because it's not part of your season ticket, so I had to buy mm. them. But they're quite cheap. But I'm in two minds due to COVID anxiety. Yeah. Are you going uh, Sunderland at home? Um, I, I went to Sunderland versus uh, Sheffield Wednesday last week, which we won five nil. And you did not get COVID. I did not get COVID. I was one of the very few people wearing a mask there. It was but quite. Do you have to get a tube all the way there? They no. Nah, I drive and then walk, so it's yeah. fairly safe to get there. Yeah, to get but, to West. Yeah, Town. I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't do that. Yeah, it's a long. It's a long, like forty minute ride on a on a packed tube with not everyone mm. wearing masks no I'd, I'd so probably I've give got that tickets, a miss is it on they, telly they were cheap it's on telly, it's on telly. wow mm. fucking watch it on telly Sam with your slipper socks on yeah a nice brainer. cup of tea it's only a football match for fuck's sake a, a, a I mean? cup of tea and some peanuts maybe yeah it's only a, fo- mm. it's only a football match yeah. it's on the telly well, I think that we'll win 2-0 in any case ok um, I think you'll win 2-1 there we go and then on to Wickham versus Sunderland which is not in the FA Cup it's in League 1 um, it's on the telly as well 12.30 tomorrow on Sky I'll go first on this one and I think Sunderland will win this 2-1 uh, I'll say 1-0 Sunderland ok and finally Millwall versus Crystal Palace in the Cup oh this is a big sort of South London derby Mm. Although, yeah, I mean, um, Millwall Palace. Well, I've got to say, Millwall one, Palace two. I think Millwall will win this two nil. Wow. Yep, it's the FA Cup, isn't it? Upsets galore. Um, yeah, I mean, right. it'll be an extraordinary atmosphere there, and that yeah. might benefit Millwall. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, right, that's pretty much it. Unless you've got anything else you want to add. No, I had some bits and bobs, but I've forgotten them all. Yeah, never mind, as always, Monday. Yeah. Yeah. All right, thank you very much. Enjoy your weekends, everybody. Thanks for joining us, and goodbye. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.